1: From KQED in San Francisco, I'm Ariana Prail in Fermina Kim. Today, we're talking about the songs of summer 2022. The ones making it on our personal playlists and the ones making whole crowds move at a party. Maybe it's a little 80s synth like this Harry Styles song we're hearing now, as it was. Maybe it's the Latin trap and reggaeton beats of Bad Bunny whose summer album is topping the charts. The house music vibes Beyonce and Drake are bringing with their new projects or an unexpected return of an old hit thanks to Netflix and TikTok. You know the one, Kate Bush is running up that hill. There's no particular rhyme or reason, but there is an energy. We'll get into it and hear your song picks. That's up next.
0: It's just us.
2: You know it's not the same as it was.
1: This is Forum. I'm Ariana Prail in for Mina Kim. That's Queen Bee, Beyonce's new single, Break My Soul, an anthem you've likely heard at least once before as it quickly became a hit song of the summer when it dropped last month, perfectly capturing the complexity of these times, feeding our need and desire to get back outside and release your wiggle, as guest artist Big Frida says on the track, while also recognizing that life is still rough out here on multiple levels. Break My Soul with its throwback to the 90s house music hit Show Me Love by Robin S dropped alongside Drake's surprise album Honestly Never Mind," which featured production by South African house DJ Black Coffee, among others. Let's hear a little bit of Drake's song, Massive. <laughs>
3: I've been alone
4: in my thoughts Can't feel this void between us
2: I cannot stand losing you, whoa, whoa
1: It's a slow build on that one, but gets to this really nice house beat. And again, that's massive by Drake. Both he and Beyonce are pumping house music back into the mainstream in 2022. And people seem to be here for it and ready to dance. And here, to ready to talk with me about those songs and more songs of the summer are Pendarvis Pen Harshaw, columnist for KQED Arts and host of KQED's Right Nowish podcast. Welcome back to Forum Pen.
4: Hey, happy Friday. Good to be here. Thanks for yes, having me. Yes, happy
1: Friday. We also have Kelifa Sene, staff writer at The New Yorker and author of Major Labels, A History of Popular Music in Seven Genres. Welcome back to Forum Kelifa.
2: So happy to be back.
1: <laughs> and we also have Rihanna Cruz, producer with the podcast Switched on Pop. Welcome to Forum, Rihanna.
0: Happy to be here. Thank you for having me.
1: Yeah, so Rihanna, let's start with you. As someone who listens to House regularly, how are you liking this new wave of attention to the sound this summer?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I appreciate it house music kind of having its moment right now i i like it i i think that for people like myself who are like part of the communities that house is for it's nice to see house finally get its due as as it's kind of been in the underground for for decades right and now we have like beyonce and drake bringing it to the mainstream so i i appreciate it um i i don't think house music left i think it's always been here and i'm i'm happy with with beyonce and drake's take on it
1: Yeah, and you mentioned the communities um, that it's been here for, and and which communities are you representing with that?
0: Specifically, like, the queer and trans people of color that, you know, have have built house, that have supported house since the inception of it in in the 80s and and late 70s, and have stuck with it, you know, throughout the years. Yeah. And Kelly Fasene, what do you think of Beyonce and Drake's latest
1: creative explorations? In Beyonce's case, it's her renaissance, right? That's the title of her album that releases next week. And just all the conversation it stirred in addition to the vibes.
2: That's exactly right. I mean, one thing that both Beyonce and Drake are really good at is finding stuff that's kind of happening, that's kind of buzzing somewhere in the culture and jumping on it, kind of making it their own. It is in a way, a form of appropriation and it's something they're both really good at. You've seen Drake playing with kind of house music inspired beats and with Passion Fruit back in 2017. Uh, or even Truffle Butter, the Nicki Minaj track, which was based on a house track by an English producer, Maya Jane Coles. Um, That said, you know, if we're talking about the sound of the summer, maybe it falls to me to say that so far, neither of these projects has, like, taken over the airwaves the way a song of the summer kind of needs to. I, mm. I think the, the Beyonce, Beyonce record, I think, went up to number seven on the chart, on the Hot 100 chart. Um, as for Drake, um, you know, he has this house-oriented new album called Honestly, Nevermind. So far, the most popular track from it is Jimmy Crooks, which is more of a hip-hop track. So yes. while this is happening... In in the U.K., where house music has always been more popular than it is in the U.S., a Scottish house duo called LF System just went to number one on the pop chart with a house track called Afraid to Feel, which is based on a really um, addictive flip of a a slow jam by the obscure 70s R&B group Silk. So while in the U.S. we're kind of still trying to figure out how we feel about this record, in the U.K. they have a genuine contender for Song of the Summer that is a house track.
1: Interesting. And yeah, so let's let's get into a little bit of just what defines and, and makes uh, a Song of the Summer. You know, Beyonce single, we did have a catchy chorus. There's nostalgic, highly danceable beat, Drake giving us warm rooftop lounging vibes. You know, so Penn, what do you think are the characteristics that make you know the song of summer?
4: I fully understand checking the charts. I appreciate looking at social media and seeing what music people are playing behind their videos. But for me, the determining factor is like when I walk around or bike around town, do I hear this song coming out of cars? When Mm, I go to uh an an event, is this the song that's playing, you know, be it a a barbecue or a a club or a lounge? Um, So, yeah, I think about popularity, but seeing seeing the song applied in real time, that really speaks to me as a song of the summer.
1: Yeah, I saw this quote in doing some reading for this show. It was featured in a Vox article in 2016 looking at the origins of the Song of Summer construct. And I thought it was really funny. It's from the New York Tribune in 1910. So a writer contemplates the Song of Summer. Quote, The roof gardens are opening and the summer shows begin. In the words of the Almanac... About this time, look out for the summer song. What will it be this season? Will it be humorous? Will it be sentimental? Will it be unmitigated trash? (laughs) Will it be at least bearable in text or music or both? Um Kelifa, I just I want to go to you on that because I feel like those <laughs> ponderances are still relevant over a century later. And you've done some Song of the Summer write-ups yourself in the past. Right? And
2: when you when you when you read the words unmitigated trash, you think of me and I, I appreciate that. <laughs> yes, I've been back in the 2000s. I was uh, a pop music critic over at The New York Times. And I remember writing about. Uh, Mariah Carey, We Belong Together, as a song of the summer from 2005. I think one thing I, I absolutely agree with with what Pendarvis said, that the idea of a song that is kind of seems to be coming out of every car um, is really important. And, and the idea that everyone is listening to the same song, even though that's not actually true, it kind of, there is this illusion. I think there's a, a third thing that's important too, which is that often the song of the summer is a bit of a throwback, right? I'm thinking of uh, Method Man and Mary J. Blige, You're All I Need, Mm -hmm. right? Which was a song of the summer in in 1995, many people thought, and that was kind of a throwback. Even that Mariah Carey track was a throwback. You know, it had lyrics from old Bobby Womack and and the Deal songs. And so, you know, when I'm thinking about song of the summer, I, I do wonder if there's a song that has that kind of throwback feel that feels a little bit wistful, that feels a little bit like, oh, summer's maybe gonna end soon and we can all we can all remember that um
1: yeah. and rihanna what's your take what are the characters what makes a song of the summer for you not necessarily your personal one but the you know the, the one that you see that ends up being really elevated and and getting everybody moving
0: yeah i think for me personally i look for a song of the summer that i can hear everywhere um you know i'm, I'm young i'm 22 years old so like I, i'm thinking about things that i could listen to at home at the beach While I'm chilling on the patio, in the club, basically songs that fit all summer settings, every different type of summer setting that I find myself in, similar to hearing it out of cars, hearing it at places, that sort of vibe.
1: Yeah, and that was I was just taking a walk yesterday, and again thinking about the show and and the conversations we'd be having. And yeah, and I passed three cars, windows down, and there really is something specific. I know it's like you know the song of summer is a construct, and the industry really kind of feeds into that. But you know, there's holiday music in the winter, but you don't really have a spring song or a fall song. There is something to you know school being out, you know folks are going on vacation or you know just going out to parties more the weather's warm universally not just in LA and Miami right and you can have your windows down and and really be be setting a vibe so i think there really is something to to summertime with that um would you agree pen
4: fully i fully agree to that yeah, like i said application in real time uh how does it intertwine with your life and summertime is the time theoretically where you get out you live you take the road trips you go you see people um and you have these memories that become intertwined with that song that was playing during the course of those experiences.
2: Well, I wonder if this is something a little bit like the, the Senate, Iowa yeah. caucus. Yeah, sorry. Mm. I, I wonder if this is something a little like the Iowa caucus where maybe we never actually come to a conclusion on on who wins. You know, I think if you asked all of us what the 2021 song of the summer was, you know, you'd probably get three different answers. Right. So I, I'm not sure we'll ever agree on 2022. Just for the record, my vote for 2021 would probably be Peaches Justin Bieber with Givion and Daniel ah, Caesar. Interesting. Uh, that's
4: funny. I was thinking about that as we we're talking. I'm like, what was last year's song? And I like locally, it was Big Stepping by Stunna Man, O2, without a doubt. Oh, Bay Area, yeah. Exactly. And so beyond that, I was like, what other like national or international song? And Tim's Free Mind is the song that came to mind. But mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the song of the summer
1: yeah. last year either, you know? Well, we're going to keep... Debating it, bringing our own personal picks, and you know, we want to hear from you, our listeners. What's the song of the summer in your opinion? What's your personal song of the summer, and why? And what makes a song of the summer to you? Email your comments in qu- to form at kqed.org, or find us on Twitter at kqed um, or Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, we're at KQED Forum, or you can give us a call now at 866-733-6786. That's 866-733-6786. We're talking with KQED's Pendarvis Harsha, the New Yorker's Senne, and Switched on Pop podcast, Rihanna Cruz. And we had one listener who wrote in, Laura writes... Beyoncé's Break My Soul is a given. A new contender this week is Imagine Dragons Bones. And the Lotto and Mariah Carey remix of Big Energy is impossible to get out of your head. Well, let's give the people an earworm in the name of the summer. <laughs> so here's Lotto featuring Mariah Carey. I'm Ariana Prail and for Mina Kim, and we will have more Forum after the break. Hey,
2: daddy, when you gonna stop
1: playing? Yeah, I could be a fantasy. I could tell you got big. It ain't too many of them that can handle me. But I might let you try it off the Hennessy. Make them sing to this thing like a melody. And if your girl ain't right, I got the remedy. It ain't too many of them that can handle me. Bad chick, I could be a fantasy. Tell me how you want it. Three, two, one, and I'm on it. Feel good, don't it? Hood chick, you in a bunny. I'ma bust it on the pole like Unis. do not you being honest? Juicy, mini-made, but can't do it one mini, man. Not a side or a main. I'm the only one to entertain in his, in, the bank. in the bank. I like what I see yeah. a boss like you need a boss like me uh-huh. Daddy from the streets so like uh-huh.
3: This is Barbara Leslie, president of the Oakland Port Commission. Oakland International Airport OAK, is proud to bring you this podcast of KQED's forum. When you're choosing your next adventure,
1: All the boys and girls, I got some true stories to tell You're back
2: outside, but they still
4: lied Whoa, yeah Take off the fufu Take off the cloud chase, take off the wifi Take off the money phone, take off the car loan Take off the flex and the white loss Take off the weird ass jewelry I'ma take 10 steps, then I'm taking off top five Take off some fabricated streams and the microwave memes It's
3: a real world outside Take Your idols Welcome back to Forum.
1: I'm Ariana Prail and Fermina Kim. That's Kendrick Lamar's song N95 off his latest album, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. We're talking about songs of the summer with Pendarvis Penn, Penn Harshaw, columnist for KQED Arts and host of KQED's Right Nowish podcast. We also have Kella Fasene, staff writer at The New Yorker and author of Major Labels, a history of popular music in seven genres, and Rihanna Cruz, producer with the podcast Switched on Pop. So, Penn, you said Kendrick Lamar's N95 is a song of the summer that you hear in everywhere. What what do you think is is making this one making this one hit for folks?
4: Yeah, I think a song of the summer is a proper way to say it. It's not the song, right? Like, we can still argue. Um, but it's definitely the song. The album was so anticipated that, like, when it dropped, you, you go to the first song that's really hitting, you know, in terms of the baseline, in terms of something you can dance to. Um, and then you just heard the lyrics. What he's talking about? He's talking about coming out of that shell of... What COVID has brought us, um, and kind of get back out into the world, and I think that's where a lot of people are right now, especially this summer. So yeah, it speaks to the the ethos what's going on right now in the world.
1: Yeah. Well, tell us about your song of the summer, the Boy Dame Feelings. Can you set it up and then we'll play a little bit of that?
4: Sure, sure, sure. This one is uh, a bit of a curveball because the Boy Dame is a an A and R uh, out of Oakland, and he works um, with a lot of artists clear across the board. Uh, specifically with um, a couple of artists out of Tennessee. Uh, and this song in particular, is he's working with e- ESTG and Rick Ross. And the video, the video is a very Oakland video. The song itself, heavy bass line. It sounds like something that you need a drop top for. You just need an old school drop top with a big subwoofer and you just need to ride around and play this song.
1: All right, well, let's hear the boy Dame feeling. No. Okay, okay. So let's definitely bring in some throwback vibes and energy with that one.
4: Exactly. Like it was said earlier, the songs that uh, kind of churn up old memories or tap into old classics Definitely get a lot of play in the summertime.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, a reminder to our listeners, you're welcome to join the conversation. What's the song of the summer in your opinion? And what's your personal song of the summer and why? We want to hear what makes a song of the summer to you. Email your comments to forum at kqed.org. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or at KQED Forum. Or you can give us a call now at 866-733-6786. That's 866-733-6786. And we have Jen who writes Break My Soul, Beyonce. Rick, who also writes Break My Soul, Beyonce. And yeah, we're getting some some other listeners who replied on Instagram saying Late Night Talking, Harry Styles, Didn't Come to Play by Dope St. Jude and Last Last by Burna Boy. So Rihanna, what's your song of the summer? I know it's by an artist who's made a whole album specifically for summer. Tell us about him.
0: Yeah, so... My personal, like I said, my, my uh, criteria for Song of Summer, I think, is is something that's quite ubiquitous. You know, you hear it everywhere. Everybody's listening to it. Um, and I think the album of the summer is Bad Bunny's Dun Verano Sinti uh i think that is an album that everybody is playing right like not just latino people like myself like everybody is playing it and i hear it everywhere out of stores out of cars at the club at the beach basically everywhere um so my song of the summer is el apagón from un verano Ti. it's uh it's i think the 16th track on the album it's buried into the album um, but it is a bona fide ode to puerto rico in this sort of Americanized EDM uh, v- genre version. And I I really dig it. It's been soundtracking basically the past few months for me since it dropped. All right, let's hear a bit of Alapa go on. Uh... Ey, quiere montarse en
4: la ola y no han ido a rincón Un besito pa' abuela en el balcón P- Cogiendo todos los hoyos en la Rubicón Pe- na-re, na-re. Ey, na-re. Tierra de Majelo Paura. y Teo Calderón Y de Barea el que fue campeón <ríe independiente> Primero no, no. Ke- Calderón mm-hmm. Maldita sea Otra oh, Vamos pa' los bleacheras Antes que a pipo le dé un
1: bofetón Puerto Rico Estoy Again, that's El Apagón by Bad Bunny. And Randy, he was pretty blatant that this is, you know, he made a summer album. This was an album he was like, this is meant to be played for summer. It's got summer in the title.
0: Well, yeah. He's very I mean,
1: explicit with his mission.
0: Yes, absolutely. And I, I think part of that is inherently... Th- him being puerto rican and the whole album being sort of tailored to puerto rican uh, uh, to to being puerto rican and puerto rican culture um you know it's like all the al- artists that he's featured on the album are from puerto rico the whole album kind of dances between all of these caribbean genres and i think part of a song of the summer what's essential about it is that it sort of captures the summer air and it captures sort of tropicalia in in a way um and i think this album does that really well all right well let's go to a
1: caller camellia in sebastopol you're on hey thank you so much for
3: taking my call uh one of the things that the song of the summer is is it has to have relevance for me personally like it has to i have to have an experience with it or whatever it is so that it like you know, it just hits that spot inside of you. And uh, last weekend, I saw this performer named La Dame Blanche, and she's Cuban, the daughter of the artistic director for One of Us, the Social Club. Mm. And I'm Cuban, and I got to see her perform live with my two daughters. And one of the messages she puts forward is just this like amazing, like Vena, I'm a queen of the stage kind of energy. And her song Veneno, I hope you get a chance to like throw a little bit of it up because it's. It's fire, and she's amazing. So that's my my jam of the summer.
1: Great, thanks so much for for calling in with that one. And and Califasene, do you have any reflections on what Camelia brought in with uh, in terms of that needing to have that personal feel and connection? Before I ask you for your own pick as well. Well.
2: This is this is what popular music does, right? It, it's it's massive, it's something that can be shared by everyone, but yet feel really personal. I think we we heard that with uh with Rihanna talking about Bad Bunny, who's, you know, one of the most popular artists in the world, right? Me Porto Bonito, a kind of throwback reggaeton track, has been, you know, one of the most popular songs in America since Memorial Day, basically. Um, and yet when we listen to a song that we really love, we can feel like someone made it just for us. We can feel like it's resonating with us in a very particular way. And so, yeah, in 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 theory, in an ideal world, the Song of the Summer kind of does that. It kind of hits everyone, but it feels like it's just hitting you.
1: Yeah. Well, and Elisa writes in, right, Mi Porto Bonito, or Titi Mi um, Pregunto by Bad Bunny, which yeah. and I have to say is someone who's produced a lot of music shows for Forum <laughs> over the last couple of years and end of music shows. Bad Bunny, he stays at the top and he stays... Yeah, he's he's definitely got that worldwide iconic um, status. Yeah, and I think
2: people will look back at this era as, among other things, the Bad Bunny era of music. I think I think he is that kind of era defining artist.
1: Yeah. Rihanna, I'll let you chime in on that because I know uh, he's a fave. Is there anything else you want to add on on our Bad Bunny era?
0: yeah I just I I just think it's really interesting how bad bunny has become one of if not the biggest star in the world because his music is so distinctly Latino and this album specifically kind of dances between reggaeton bossa Nova dembo merengue throughout the entire record and and it's not grounded in one sound but the many sounds of Puerto Rico and I I really like how that has become the sort of soundtrack of the summer because it's inherently speaking to myself, as we've been saying, it has to have personal relevance. And it's been speaking to me, while also accessing the zeitgeist and accessing the culture. Right. Uh, well, Khalifa, back to you. Um, let's get
1: your personal song. You're gonna you're gonna take us on a country vibe for a sec, right? Y-
2: yeah, you know, I, I wrote this book, Major Labels, which is like a genre a genre history of music. I'm fascinated by genres and, and how they exist and morph. And so in the world of country music, you know, things are a little different. And, you know, the most inescapable song on country radio right now is a song called Damn Straight by Scotty McCreary. I, I listen to a lot of country radio. I love this song. Um, it's a song about George Strait, or or actually, it's a song about a guy who broke up with a woman who used to listen to George Strait. And now because they've broken up, he can't listen to George Strait anymore because he misses her so much. And it's it's a clever way to get a bunch of old George Strait song titles back onto the radio and give it some of that wistful appeal that summer songs often have. Um, so yeah, Damn Straight by Scotty McCreary. I think currently the number one country song in America is uh, at least a song of the summer for people who love country music.
1: All right, let's hear it.
2: Nobody in his right mind would have left her That was her favorite song She sang along every time it came on First time we danced was to Marina Del
1: Rey And I fell right there didn't
2: want that song to end. Baby blue was the color of her eyes. I can still see them in my mind.
1: Probably will for the rest of Again, my life. Again, that was Scotty McCreary, Damn Straight, Califacene's pick for Song of the Summer. Any follow up thoughts now that we got a chance to, to hear a little bit of it?
2: Well, I mean, one of the fun things about that song is it's a little bit of a riddle. You can follow along at home and, and check off every time you notice um, a, a George Strait title in the lyrics. Um, but it's interesting that country music, which in some ways you know flaunts its Americanness, its mainstreamness, is more isolated than a lot of other genres. A song like Damn Straight doesn't cross over to a lot of genres. It's not something you hear necessarily in a club. It's not something that you hear on top 40 radio. And so even as we talk about how musical genres mix and match and people are coming together, it's interesting to me that, especially in 2022, country music is a little bit in its own world.
1: All right. Well, it's time for me to share my pick, if that's all right with y'all. <laughs> so cool. I have uh, Kroonbin and Leon Bridges, Seaside. So this song is from a couple years ago. But, and when I was thinking about, you know, Song of the Summer, I, ha- I was just thinking about something that keeps ending up on playlists that I make or plays that I share with folks or plays that I make for other people. And this one is just a vibe. Like it literally sounds like what the sound of sipping lemonade, you know, besides the sound of sipping lemonade, but it literally sounds like the sound of sipping lemonade while you're sitting on a porch or just lounging. And so let's hear Seaside.
2: Lady. she got a jig on strong. It's so good to be here with you. Somebody gonna fall in
1: love tonight. Again, that's Kroonpin and Leon Bridges, their song Seaside. So what do you say? Sipping lemonade? Is that the sound of that? Rihanna Cruz? What do you think?
0: Yeah, that's definitely the sound of sipping lemonade. <laughs> I, I I think that this is very fit for sitting in, like, a lawn chair on your patio, kind of sipping lemonade, drinking a beer, whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's interesting that you say that this song is from a few years ago because it's from 2020, and I think that speaks to the certain state of what a song of the summer is these days because I feel like, a lot of songs of the summer that people are either bringing or talking about or even on the charts are not from 2022 or haven't even been released in the past few months nice. well we're getting some
1: more listener comments lance writes you can't talk about summer music without california love by tupac classic california party song and Pendarvis, what do you think like is Is that one that you would still hear out of cars sometimes or is it kind of defaulted maybe to to the family barbecue? What do you think about Lance's kind of shout out to California Love all these years later?
4: Lance, love what you love. I'm not going to yuck your yum, but I will say that California Love falls on the list of this is how we do it. Blow the whistle in (laughs) vans. songs that I never want to hear again because (laughs) I've heard them way too much. And as a kid who went to school on the East Coast, they would play it when I walked in a party. and be like, hey, Cali in the building, let's play California Love again. And so, no, no, that no, I'm walking out of the barbecue as soon as that song comes on. Well, but, it's, Lance, you yeah,
1: know. but that, so that is the danger, though, sometimes with these songs of the summer, right? It's just the overplay. And, you know, oh, is this going to be one that every time I hear it, I get really, really hype? Or the next time that comes on, is just, I'm just gonna be like, oh, my gosh. Kelifacene, what are your thoughts on that?
2: My thoughts are that I'm jealous. Pandarvis had his own entrance music back in high school. This is incredible. <laughs>
4: It was college. It was, yeah, I mean they were trying oh. to appeal to the California side. But yeah. I
2: I don't think I don't think uh, I don't think I've, I've ever been in a situation where someone throws on a song just because they see me walk into a room, although I guess I guess a guy can dream. Um you know, one of the fun things about a song of the summer often is that if it's a new song, it kind of gets imprinted, right? Like you'll always think of that song as related to that specific summer. Um, you know, I think one of the leading contenders, if you're looking objectively, insofar as that's possible, would have to be Lizzo, About Damn Time, you know, kind of a disco throwback, one of the biggest records of the year, one of the most inescapable records of the year. Um, you know, I think when when you do your tally, I think that probably has to be on the list, as well as Harry Styles as it was, which is, you know, a little little milder, a little more wistful. But uh, if you look at what people are actually listening to, those have to be two of the top contenders.
1: And we have another comment. Cynthia writes: Thirty years ago, my son's song was called "Song of the Summer." At least in the Bay Area and Southern California, he's TL, who was one half of Into. He's TL, who's one half of Into Deep. The song was "Back to the Hotel." I love the program this morning because now I understand. Many thanks for all the good info. All right, yeah, we're cracking the code on "Song of the Summer," apparently. <laughs> and another listener writes: Slide. Love
4: that song. That's a classic song.
1: Okay, great. Yeah, is there anything else you want to add on that?
4: Yeah, there's some songs of the summer that you almost forget about. That song, In Too Deep, as well as uh there's a song by the Dove Shack. Um, oh, it slips my mind right now. Oh, that's the problem. But yeah, there are some Summertime songs in that- the LBC. Summertime in the LBC. Thank you. There yes, that's another
1: one. I almost started singing it, but I'm not going to subject you all to that. Uh, we have another one. A listener right slide by Calvin Harris, Frank Ocean, and Migos. That's another good one. And Jorge tweets, my go-to to welcome the summer is 3x crazy. Keep it on the real. Such a cruiser for going around the town. Again, we're talking about the songs of the summer. What you think the song of the summer is, your personal picks, what makes a good song of the summer. You can email your comments to form at kqed.com. KQED.org, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, we're at KQED Forum, or giving us a call at 866-733-6786. I'm talking with Pendarvis Harshaw, KQED Arts, Kella Fasene with The New Yorker, and Rihanna Cruz with the podcast Switched on Pop. And we're going to go into the break. We got another comment from Kyle, who writes, Cinema by Harry Styles is the song of the summer, in his opinion. He says, My song of the summer is Crash Course by Blue the Tiger and Big Pig. Let's hear Crash Course. Again, more of your songs of the summer on Forum after the break. Oh, and we're actually going to go into the break with Lizzo. My bad. Kyle, we have your song coming later on after the break. Let's hear a bit of Lizzo. I'm Mariana Prail in for Mina Kim. Stay with us. Welcome back to Forum. I'm Ariana Prail in Fermina Kim. We're talking about the sounds of this year's summer and hearing your songs of the summer with Pendarvis Penharshaw, columnist for KQED Arts and host of KQED's Right Nowish podcast. Kelifa Sene, staff writer at The New Yorker and author of Major Labels, A History of Popular Music in Seven Genres. And Rihanna Cruz, a producer with the podcast Switched on Pop. And you, are listeners, you can still email your comments for Song of the Summer to forum at kqed.org message us twitter facebook instagram or at kqed forum or giving us a call at 866-733-6786 again that's 866-733-6786 and we just heard a bit of crash course by blue to tiger and big pig which kyle had shouted out as his song of the summer and let's go to another caller michael in san francisco you're on
4: hi how's everybody doing
1: good What's your song for the summer? How are you doing?
4: I'm doing great. My song of the summer is from a band from San Francisco called Spirit Hustler. And there's these bands out here that are playing this music I call modern classic. It sounds like classic rock, Hmm. but it's new. It came out this year. And their song is called Angels of Summertime. And it's about the dancers at the festivals in the summer. And uh, it's a beautiful song. It features James Nash on mandolin and Christy Linnae. On background vocals. That's um, nice. a beautiful tune.
1: Great. Well, thanks for calling in and, and shouting that one out. And let's go to another caller, Ron and Ventura. Ron, what's your song of the summer?
2: In the good old summertime, in the good old summertime, walking with my baby mine,
4: with my baby mine. I hold your hand
2: and you hold mine, and that's a very good sign
0: that you're my tootsie
2: wootsie in the good old summer time. I screwed up on the words of this, but uh, it's an old song that I learned from my father. I think it's from the 1800s. Oh wow! Uh, So. That, so I always think of that when I think of summer.
1: Oh well thanks for sharing your voice with us, Ron. I appreciate that. Ron from Ventura, everybody. Uh, so well speaking of, of throwbacks and and kind of reminiscing and bringing up, let's talk about the song. I know folks have probably been been waiting to hear about you know Kate Bush running up that hill and it's revival from you know on behalf of netflix's hit show stranger things and also tiktok so for those who haven't heard it yet um which might be hard (laughs) because it is everywhere let's hear a little bit kate bush running up that hill So, Rana Cruz, I understand you are a Kate Bush stan and and also have some some thoughts on the role of TikTok kind of taking some of the the groundswell that uh, that Netflix started with bringing the song back to the fore.
0: Yeah, I mean, I am I am in fact a Kate Bush stan. I have a Kate Bush tattoo currently sitting under a Kate Bush poster. You know, she she runs my life. Um, but in terms of TikTok, I I think the way that the algorithm works is that anything that you want can be a song of the summer. So yes, the song was in Stranger Things, but I think TikTok did an interesting thing of, of amplifying the song by an organic groundswell of people listening to it and liking it, making it this sort of gen z anthem right so like i i can imagine people hearing a snippet on tiktok then becoming ravenous and being like what is this like this isn't like like not to sound totally boomer pilled and like music today isn't the same but i i think that like if you listen to solely TikTok music and then you come across a snippet of Kate Bush, you're going to be like, what is this? I want to hear more. And it, it, it's very addictive. I, I think her music really speaks to, to, or her music is great and people want to listen to it.
1: And it's a sound that you hear, you know, cause Harry Styles, you you, you hear people using that style, you know, some of the eighties synth style is, is, is back you know it's in music in 2022 and so it it feels like she's kind of also just fitting in with with sounds that people are familiar with but it's also unique and different because it was happening at a time when it wasn't kind of a repackaging it was just introducing that sound right
0: yeah no absolutely and part of why I think she's getting so big is that I, I think that the algorithm feeds a lot of music taste for especially Gen-, Gen Z and people like my age, you know, that are that are on TikTok and that are on Twitter and on Spotify that get all of their content through like Spotify playlists and, and what's trending on TikTok. And with the song like like running up that hill, it's familiar yet groundbreaking and different where. I I can see people listening to this for the first time and being like, wow, this sounds so ahead of its time while also just being an amazing song. While also being very new and and different, and I think all of those things together kind of contributes to the massive cultural moment that Miss Kate is having in in 2022 and
1: loving, which is really nice that she's oh, kind yeah. of getting her flowers in that way. She was on BBC One Radio talking about how she's just really enjoying, you know, the the love that she's getting, which is which is really beautiful. And a similar thing, kind of, that's happening with Robin S. with the with the Beyonce um, nod in her song. You know, getting more. You know inquiries and and interest, and so that's always a beautiful thing to see. And we have some comments here. Grace writes, isn't it Kate Bush all day for the win? Stella writes, Kate Bush is running up that hill. And JD writes, I've listened to Kate Bush for years. As a queer person, she's always embodied left of center pop and art. I've been blasting hounds of love from the start to finish this summer. At a time when everything feels oppressive, she is a glorious release. So glad she is getting her just due. And Kalevacene, I'm, I'm curious to get any of your thoughts on on running up that hill coming, coming back to the fore and just in general on music discovery these days and how it lends to or not to kind of a collective song of summer.
2: Yeah. I mean, one interesting thing about Kate Bush is it seems like the, the reception is probably a little different on either side of the Atlantic. In, in the UK, she has been rightly celebrated as a national treasure for decades. And in the US, maybe she's a little more obscure, a little more cult, even though she made these big hits. And And I, I think Rihanna's absolutely right, that that combination of some familiarity, because a lot of new artists are borrowing from what she did, but also some strangeness. You're hearing her working with that that old Fairlight synthesizer and, and the sound so yes it hit that perfect sweet sweet spot of familiar and strange and old fashioned and Also the importance of TikTok. I mean, TikTok is a really important and to me, welcome machine to add extra chaos into the music industry. Um, It's a very chaotic place because you see all these snippets and samples and things coming from all over. They get ripped out of context. Sometimes they get given new context, and sometimes it helps people to hear old songs in a new way. You know, another example of that is Junior Choi, who is a previously unknown um, rapper from the UK um, who had this song that sampled a Sam Tompkins cover of a 2010 Bruno Mars song. It came to be known as To the Moon. And this little clip of it went viral on TikTok. And all you hear Junior Choice say is just pull up the thing going to turn up that's the only lyric that you hear. And that just became really inescapable and turned that song, which was not an old song, but a new obscurity into a big hit. So the fact that um, you know the TikTok can be a, a chaotic force in the in the music industry and can make things that much more unpredictable is to me one of my favorite things about it.
1: And Pandarvis Harsha, I want to switch gears a little to get Geographical. Here in California, you know, LA is of course a huge music hub, one of the music hubs, and the Bay Area also has a vibrant music scene. And you've said that there's some interesting things happening with artists in the Central Valley music scene that are reaching new heights and, you know, becoming songs of summer for some folks. Can you tell us about that? What's going on over there?
4: Yeah, 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 it's interesting. The breakdown of California has historically kind of been just Southern California and the Bay. Um, but the Central Valley, from Sacramento all the way down to Modesto, I've been seeing a lot of art artists just flourish. Um, last night, Mazi released a new album. He's signed to CMG, which is a big label. And so it's a, his first big label release, um, and he's out of Sacramento. And then uh, from the Central Valley, there's a, a number of different artists that I've been following. Um, one is uh, Young Slobby, um, who, again, speaking about like a song that came out a year ago, is just slowly but steadily been, uh, gaining steam. And a video just came out recently of, like, Marshawn Lynch, famed NFL player and Oakland advocate, um, mm-hmm. overseas in, in Europe, listening to young sloby in a club. And so this artist who's from the Central Valley is just getting play internationally. Um, and so it's, it's it's tight to see a new scene or a relatively new scene or maybe an overlooked scene get more looks.
1: And because of just to to put out that we we were looking to play a snippet of the song it was going to be a little hard to get it on on air for some of the the explicitness but i'm just wondering if you can kind of just give us a sense you can talk us through the vibe of of young sloby and just also um other artists that are you know hip-hop artists that are coming out of central valley
4: yeah the song i love you is um simple title but a more complex and much more vulgar vulgar approach to the sentiment um But I think a lot of the songs that I'm hearing come out of the the Central Valley are um, definitely about affiliations, you know, street stuff. Um, And that's what rises to the surface. That's what you hear people playing out of the cars. I like to talk to, I'm a former teacher, so I talk to my former students about like, yeah, what's on your playlist right now? And so I'm hearing um, all types of artists, like anyone, like there's popular artists out here, like Larry June and Guap Dad, who are both from the Bay. And then you have like, there's a whole EBK crew, EBK J-Bo as well as an artist by the name of of Asito out of that central valley and then up in sacramento there's another artist who i've been following i really appreciate by the name of gritty lex um she just has a this unique approach to the that area that gray area in between rap and singing um so there's there's just a lot going on out here and i don't think there's a song of the summer per se but there are artists who i've been following and they've been gaining steam throughout the year but particularly this, this summer
1: well, just a reminder again that we're talking about the sounds of this year's summer and hearing your songs of the summer with Pendarvis, Pen Harshaw, a columnist for KQED Arts and host of KQED's Right Nowish podcast. We're also with Kella Facene, staff writer at the New Yorker and author of Major Labels, a history of popular music in seven genres, and Rihanna Cruz, producer with the podcast Switched on Pop. And you are listeners. You can still email. We have time, a little bit more time, you can email your comment in form at KQED.org, your vo- your vote for the song of summer and we have a caller here let's go to oh and just a reminder that you're i'm ariana prail and fermina kim and this is forum all right let's go to caller ken in sebastopol ken you're on
2: hi um yeah that's not this is not the song of this summer but uh this is fingertips by little stevie wonder that's what he was uh, called classic back then. yep summer of 1962
1: yes Harmonica. I mean, it's, all you have to do is say fingertips and you can hear it in your head, right? So that that's definitely a yeah, sign yeah. of a great classic. Thanks, Ken. Thanks for that vote, great. Ken. And another kind of aspect and layer sometimes to the music, you know, songs of summer conversation is the, mus- the the movies and blockbusters of the summer, right? And this year we do have one of those big blockbusters, right? Top Gun, Maverick kind of blew everybody away. It got people back in movie theaters in a way that we haven't seen, obviously, for a couple years and kind of brought back that classic movie feel. And Lady Gaga was asked to do the song for it, but not sure that it's necessarily having a big moment the way, you know, the original Take My Breath Away did or even her hit Shallow, um, blanking on the movie, um,
0: a star is born. Thank it's you, when...
1: Rihanna. A star is born. Yes. Um, so it doesn't seem to be having that kind of moment. Does anybody have a, a, opinions on the Lady Gaga song from um, Top Gun: Maverick and and just kind of where we're seeing movies, maybe either helping or just not really doing much for songs of the summer?
0: I can I can speak on yeah, that. Yeah, Rihanna Cruz my second my my girls are are kate bush and lady gaga so this is right up my alley Ah, perfect (laughs) um i i think hold my hand is a great song but i think in terms of song of the summerness it doesn't have that tropical feel to it it's kind of devoid of a certain time and place and i think that universality detracts from its potential to be the song of the summer that we know however i i think that movies and tv helping is is very clear and obvious as we see from um from stranger things and kate bush um and you and you see that in in certain things like the minions movie like i i know through gen z the soundtrack has been has been um frequently played among people my age because the minions movie has this this wonderful soundtrack of just covers from artists that has been getting a lot of play and i and i think that blockbusters and what's current in the cultural moment helps a lot in deciding what claims that that spot well just a couple more listener
1: comments coming in kyle tweets summer madness by cool and the gang it has a laid-back slow down time of summer feel to it even before will smith added lyrics deborah writes love and spoonfuls summer in the city Amber writes, the song of the summer is Woman by Doja Cat. Another listener writes, Get Into It by Doja Cat, which is an older cut, but, you know, still has summer vibes. And Lois writes, my pick would be Chosen Family by Rina Sawayama. More than ever, we need to support each other and our chosen families. And then also Josh writes, Bad Habit by Steve Lacey is the song of the summer. It's the perfect nexus of indie hype, TikTok virality, and mainstream appeal. Second choice is Mi Porto Benito by Bad Bunny. And there it is again. Bad Bunny coming coming with us. Kel Fasene, do you have any thoughts on Bad Habit by by Steve Lacey and and maybe what he what's happening with his
2: Yeah, I mean the whole popularity? story of Steve Lacey is interesting because he's making music that's a little more low-key than what you would typically expect you know, would would achieve that kind of ubiquity. But thanks, I think in large part to streaming, um, he's attracted a huge listener base. And so it's interesting that, uh, you know, we we're talking about Lady Gaga and in some ways the Steve Lacey story is like the opposite of that, right? Like Lady Gaga is taking a big swing with an old fashioned ballad and not really seeing the kind of response that maybe uh, she or her team were hoping for. Steve Lacey like the opposite, right? Steve Lacey has this track, Dark Red, Um, that just from a couple of years ago that just explodes. I think it's sitting at half a billion plays on Spotify right now. And, and with that momentum, this new album, um, Gemini writes is kind of a, a blockbuster in a way, a, a low key blockbuster, and so you know the, the the rise of streaming does does suggest that it's possible maybe for a different kind of track to be the song of the summer. That said, when you really look at you know what's dominant, ideally it is something we talked about Kate Bush. It is something that feels inescapable, right? The way the way the Kate Bush song was something people talk about. It's part of this TV show that people love. It's generating these memes on TikTok, and and I. Think Think that is the kind of thing you have to look for the Song of the Summer. And to someone like me who loves musical novelty, this is kind of a bittersweet thing, right? The idea that the Song of the Summer might be something for the 80s, yeah, it's almost a bit of a bummer, although it makes me wonder that maybe next summer some enterprising music coordinator will take Stevie Wonder well, fingertips yeah. and put that on a soundtrack. Well,
1: thank you, Kelifa staff Steph Ryder, New Yorker, Pandarvis Harsha with KQED Arts, Rihanna Cruz with Switched On Pop Podcast, Thank you all for your contributions for the Song of the Summer. This hour of form is produced by Caroline Smith and Grace One. Marlena Jackson Rotondo is our engagement producer, and Susan Britton is our lead producer. Our senior producer is Susan Davis. Our engineers are Danny Bringer, Katie McMurrin, Jim Bennett, Brendan Willard, and Christopher Beale. Our interns are Lulu Ralda and Paul C. Kelly Campos. Our executive editor is Ethan Tobin Lindsay, and our chief content officer is Holly Kernan. We're here in La Dame Blanche Veneno, recommended by caller Camellia earlier in the hour, and we hope we gave you some new. New music Rex for the summer. I'm Ariana Prale and for Mina Kim, this has been Forum. Funds for the production of Forum are provided by the members of KQED Public Radio, the Germanicos Foundation, the Generosity Foundation, and the Heising Simons Foundation.
3: This is Barbara Leslie, President of the Oakland Port Commission. Oakland International Airport, OAK, is proud to bring you this podcast of KQED's Forum. When you're choosing your next adventure,
0: So, I can kill time in here by streaming my favorite... Ha! Found ya. How? you left to find my tablet on. Get wall-to-wall Wi-Fi on the Xfinity 10G network. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary.
2: Hey, I'm Brian Stelter, and I hope you'll join me on Inside the Hive from Vanity Fair.